Welcome to the Scottish Parliament Podcast. I'm your host Chris and here we're delving into the multitude of strange occurrences that happen within Scotland and beyond. You can contact us with your own accounts at scottishparamopodcast.gmail.com You can find us on all social media channels and you can contact us by either means. Tonight's episode, we're discussing QHHT with Catherine Swin, a QHHT practitioner. Uh, we discuss hypnosis, uh, aggression, and experiences. Um, so we'll delve right into it now and we'll welcome Catherine to the show. Hi, right, so listen, Catherine, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. It's, okay, it's, it's an area where I've been quite interested in recently. Um, obviously, Paranormal Podcast, um, we've kind of looking at all aspects of everything. I mean, UFOs especially, kind of, and um, abduction scenarios and experiences, and all that kind of thing. That interests me quite a lot, as mm-hmm. does a, a Mark as well, um, as you probably know. But it's, um, I've kind of been following a route, into kind of Bob Monroe, Monroe Institute, things like that, looking at all that aspect to it. That then got me into a lot, a lot of kind of different aspects of experiences and how it kind of, it, it's all the same kind of thing, if you know what I mean. But we'll kind of get into that anyway. And then Dolores Cannon, um, through some of the books as well. So, and then through that, I wanted to know more, more about it, about the practitioners and something like that as well. So it was like, um, yeah. that's when I, I, I tracked you down and um, see if you'd come on. So uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Just like to introduce Mark as well. So Mark comes on there again. He's the best loaded in paranormal. Um, there's a bit of investigations in the area as well and stuff. Um, so we kind of work together doing a few things there again, eh, Mark? Definitely, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been it's been quite good stuff, actually. We we live quite close together as well, Catherine. So oh, nice. there's an area um, quite close to us called the Bathgate Hills. And um, I think both of us are keeping our eye on, on that area in particular because there seems to be a lot of Phenomena happening there, so yeah. So we sometimes meet up as well, and uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good to have people kind of no far field with kind of mutual interests. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? When you all get together, and it's just so interesting, so fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. And exciting as well. Where, where are you based yourself? Yeah, so I'm just in Fife myself, just over um, in Inverkeithen. So. Yeah, it's really good. And um, I reach out to other areas as well to help people. So that's really good. That's good. That's, uh, that's yeah. kind of Mark's stomping ground when he was a younger man, Fife, from that neck of the woods. Yeah, I used to come from, uh, I used to live in Markinch. Oh, lovely. That's good. Just down yeah. the road. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. It was actually really, um, it was really quite uh, active as well from a paranormal perspective wow. because. I don't know if you know of Balfour Kench, oh. but it's right in the middle of a housing estate. And that's, uh, if you actually do go on Google Maps, you can actually see it's uh, in line with like uh, Rodgen Chapel. And there's like loads of uh, little standing stones, for example. And oh, there was wow. quite a lot of activity where, where I was actually. Is it like on the ley lines, is it? I would suspect so. There's definitely yeah. one ley line coming from, I think, uh, oh, I can't remember where it's coming from, but I think Isle of Skye. And uh, there's a chap who I'm a, a big fan of called uh, David Cowan. And David's oh. a lot of uh, investigations in ley lines. He's actually even mapped the, one of the ley lines to go through Balfour Kenge. But it certainly goes through the the Rosalind Chapel as well. I'm not too sure it's a ley line, but certainly it's a coincidence oh. that they perfectly match up. 
we've got interesting. we've got a very interesting photo for Mark Inch. Um, yeah, I've never shared that, um, but it's quite a, it's a, a quite a, a quite it's a good prominent picture, um, and it's there is people at a wedding, and mm-hmm. there's a, kind of three girls at a wedding, and there's there's um, something behind the the girls grimacing, but it's actually it's no like a it looks like another person. It's actually there, solid shadow, everything. But the thing, the, the strange thing, where it's no got the 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 part there with the upper. See where they came. The I, I can't remember the name it again. Like the bow. Yes, it's a, the part. The part of the lip it comes up to the yeah. nose. It's uh-huh. just flat, but it's like a it's a right kind of thin grimacing face. Um, it looks quite angry kind of thing, but as you can see, it's teeth and all that. And it's oh my gosh. The, the 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 thing was when the photographer took the picture. Um, he'd asked the girls who was in the back of the picture, but there was nobody there. They would have, they would have definitely felt if there was somebody there because this was oh, right yeah. in between them and under their hair. And it was like you actually see it's like the chin area and stuff like that here. But it got shared by a friend, um, and there weren't any paranormal activity or anything like that or whatever. It was just about a wedding, and I've never shared it because I've not had any. Um, I've never had a recognition to share it. You know what I mean, but I've, I've been allowed to yeah. see it and stuff like that, so I've got it. Um, like share it outwardly anyway, you know what I mean? Just because we couldn't track down all the people um who was in the picture. I think somebody now stays over in Australia or somewhere. Like that. So it was a, a case of that. So it's but these things anyway, you put a picture out and yeah, people can uh, people have their own views and stuff like that. But I know the people who was involved in it and I know it's like hundred and fifty percent genuine. Um, yeah, and it's amazing how you said about like the bow between the lips because I was watching a film the other day, Mr. Nobody, mm-hmm. and it's about the children who went to Earth and the angel come up to them and then put their finger over the mouth like shh, and that's what made the bow is to forget to forget where you came from when you come to Earth. Very interesting. Yeah. So if that being that man was kind of like, you know, he knows all about it because he's passed over now and he hasn't got that bow on his lip anymore because he knows. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's an interesting picture though. And uh, yeah. you, you actually, when you when you zoom in and you look at it, it's quite, I mean, it's one of the most prominent kind of paranormal pictures I've seen. Mm. Uh, I think because of the fact that I know the people, I know some of the people in it. Um, but it's, it's quite interesting, like. But listen, enough of that. Okay, um, we'll, we'll we'll get on with yourself. Um, but yeah, listen, sure. so thanks for coming on. Um, oh. So I've been interested in uh, QHHT, um, mm-hmm. mainly because I've been listening to podcasts over the years, and I've heard they get mentioned, and I've heard um different stories of Dolores Cannon and stuff, and I never totally looked into it. I just for what I heard in podcasts, and it wasn't until recently, um, I'd read the. Uh, the, the, the custodians, and then yeah. I read the um, the convoluted universe with Lawrence yeah. Cannon. So it kind of gave a good overview, you know. But it, mainly yourself. So what what kind of brought you to? Can, well, I'll get you actually explain what QHHT is once. Yes. Can you explain what can he brought you to it first, and then, or or if you you oh. think you find it maybe be easier to explain what it is first, and then how it brought you, whatever way you want yeah. to do. It. Well, it's a long story, really. It's a lifelong story to get to this point now. It's just a continuation of um, kind of being born in a different way and kind of being a born aware of everything and wanting answers to my questions and everything. And that's kind of what led me to QHHT. But it was incredible because it's just amazing. It's quantum healing hypnosis technique. 
where the practitioner takes a client into the deeper state of hypnosis. And a lot of it to do is basically when you feel a dis-ease in your body, it's something like a pain or something wrong with you that is kind of trying to grab your attention. So it's kind of like, for example, if you've got diabetes, the message of that is that you're missing out on the sweetness in life. Or, you know, if you break a leg, you needed to have some rest, but you're just ignoring all your intuitive signs. So your body sends messages to you to tell you that, you know, you should be leaving your job or something. But if you're ignoring the messages, then anger can kind of like um, manifest into cancer and that kind of thing. So it's understanding the messages in the body and through QHHT, you kind of go through a life review to see what's going on in your life now, to see when something that kind of some illness or something happened to you in this life now, when did it originate? And what is the message that comes with that? And can we heal it? Because do you actually need to have this illness? Because it is a message and a signal that's being given to you. So that's the big major thing about the quantum healing side of it. Is going through and finding out where this originated from and sometimes it's not even your life now it could be a past life it could be a life that you've lived before and you've carried this trauma with you through this life now and that's just what's so incredible about quantum healing is it's just so massive and big and it's just like you get so many different people some people that really need healing for their bodies because once you get to the subconscious at the end of it you know you can ask these questions does this person need to feel this anymore because they've understood their lesson can you take it away can you heal it for them and that is just so important I mean it's just so wide and varied some people want to learn about past lives and what happened to them. You know, is it a cycle of karma going around and around and around? And they want it to stop because they're not listening and the same things keep happening to them all the time. It could be people who've had kind of paranormal experiences or alien abductions or something like that. And they're just like, I need answers. I can't remember. Can you regress me so I can find out what's going on? It's just absolutely huge. There's so much into it. So you've got the stage of hypnosis where you go through what the subconscious, which is your higher self, wants to tell you. And then you get to the end of it and you've got all these questions that you can get answers for. And then we go through the healing in the body. It's just absolutely massive and so expansive and just absolutely incredible and such a gift to humanity, really. I mean, I find it like interesting how when going through some of the Laura's Cannon books, when it was initially with the regression that helped the, the healing. And then that's when she kind of almost kind of stumbled upon the experiencer aspect here. Um, yeah, going exactly. past past life to actually um, not just life's on this planet, life's elsewhere. Absolutely. I mean, um, when Dolores Cannon started, she was just helping people lose weight and quit smoking and that kind of stuff. She never even stumbled upon anything <coughs> like this before. And one day um, she kind of put someone into hypnosis and then this lady was telling her about all these other lives that she had. And she said, wait a minute, I've stumbled across something here. This is just absolutely incredible and just so special. And she was just able to affect that because <coughs> when you work with the subconscious, it's like this you know, the oversoul, it's a very high frequency energy that we work with, it's incredible. And, you know, it gave her this script and it said, this is what you've got to do, this is how you can do it and you can heal the body, you can heal Excuse me, I've got, I've got to tackle my throat. <laughs> Coughing, <laughs> <laughs> get out. <laughs> right, sorry, on you go. 
yeah, it's just incredible. It's just she stumbled upon this. And when she worked with the subconscious for all the different clients, she's found out this specific technique for it to work and for other people to do it as well. And it's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, when you know, looking into it, and uh, it, it does open, it grows arms and legs. I mean, mm-hmm. as as you know, because it started off at at one point, and she she's been doing it since she was doing it since the sixties, wasn't she? Yeah, really absolutely. Yeah, just on a military base, just trying to help all the people that lived on there and everything. It was just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Never expect anything like that to happen, and it just just all did. It was just meant to be. Ah, it, it seems like that. Sorry, on you go, Mark. No, one thing I was wondering about now. I don't really know much about quantum healing hypnosis. Yeah. But can I ask, what's it, is there a difference between, say, a hypnotherapist who puts people into a past life state or looking for past lives and quantum healing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we go into the deepest state of hypnosis. So basically, it's like um, that feeling, you know, just before you go to sleep at night and you have all these images that come into your mind. And then, for example, you kind of wake up in the morning and you have all these thoughts and stuff before you even wake up. It's like that's that state, that deep level, because we're actually in hypnosis throughout the day and we don't realise it, even watching TV and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We don't actually realise that we are hypnotised, even daydreaming and that kind of thing. But it is that level of just peace and that blissful state of relaxation that you feel just before you go to sleep. And that is the kind of level that we work with, which is very deep level of hypnosis. Whereas someone who would um, take someone under hypnosis for losing weight or, you know, quit smoking or anything, addictions, that's a high level of hypnosis. So we go very, very deep. Yeah. Uh, sorry, one more uh, follow-up question. I'm actually really interested in hypnosis, yes, and I'm about I study counselling as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this, if it's the right way, I'm thinking about it that there's different layers to the unconscious. So we'll have mm-hmm. like the subconscious, then other layers, mm-hmm. and at the deepest layers, there's it's more symbolic. So the yeah. unconscious works at a, a symbolic level. Is that is that anything to do with quantum healing hypnosis? Yes, that is the level that we work with, definitely, absolutely, yes. I mean, it's um, we we going through. I do I do find that amazing. Do you do you find it um, in regard to let's say, as as Mark said there, like the normal hypnosis? Would you do you find it, for example, as a harder? to put somebody under in that state than it would be like a normal uh, hypnosis session for like, let's say for smoking or for whatever yeah. else, or is it if somebody can be hypnotized in that sense, it's just some of the same process, but different techniques to get them into that, that kind yeah. of state. It's all about the technique. Literally it's, um, it's a very mapped out way how to do it, that Dolores has created it's you need to spend, I mean, uh, one of the sessions with QHHT can last between, say, four to six hours. Sometimes it can be eight hours mm-hmm. because there's three stages that you have to go through to be able to get to the state of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So the first stage is the interview, but I call it like this is your life. It's where you sit down with the person one to one hear their life story because you want to know about their traumas you want to know about things in their life the patterns what's going you know on and on and on that's not changing the wheel of karma that they need to kind of step outside of 
you need to take note of what's going on in people's lives and what's you know what kind of healing they need and what messages are being sent through their body that they're not listening to so the interview stage can take three hours sometimes trying to get to know someone and it's forming that bond that trust between two people as well and then through the interview stage um you kind of you know move on to the next stage which is when you actually go and have the session so it's training the mind because we use the kind of right side of the brain which is all your creative side and where all the images come from. So we do a little bit of training with you first. So we get you to lie down and imagine these images because this is a part of the mind that we work with. It's kind of the images and seeing, you know, can you see this red bird or yellow flower? Can you see it in your mind? And when you do, can you tell us and let us know that you can see it because this is what we're working with. The pictures are activating it. And then through that stage, you then go into a training ground, which is a beautiful place. And you imagine this beautiful place and these pictures come into your mind. It could be the beach or a forest. And then what we're doing, we're like, can you hear this? Can you see this? Can you smell this? Because we want to know what senses we can work with. Because when we go through this hypnosis, it's like a movie, but you live in it. This is your life, you know, and we want you to experience every single sense of it. So we go through and the subconscious shows you what you need to see in that moment to explain why your life is like this now and what's going on and what's happening. Is it because of this, which has happened before? So we're going to show you this scenario where it happens. So you'll understand how you can overcome it in this life. And then through that, we've got you so deep into hypnosis. We could go through, for example, if it was a past life regression, we could go through one or two past lives. We can take you through the death scene of when you died in that lifetime. And we can take you to where you go beyond that and you can explore anything you like. You can be in source, you could be in the universe, you can explore different planets, whatever your soul needs to do right now. And then through that state, that highest state of being, that's when we contact the higher self, the older soul for the answers to your questions. And that's where the healing begins as well. So there's so many different stages, but it must be done in that way for it to happen. It's not just sitting someone on the couch and saying, you know, we're going to take you deep into hypnosis now. There is just so much technique for it to work to get people into that stage. And when you discuss with the higher self or you're asking the higher self questions and it's relaying maybe answers back and stuff like it, it talks about the body and the third person or a separate person, doesn't it? Or, or yeah, they separate slightly. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, because that's the reason why you know it's work because you could say, I did this and I did that and I know this. But it's like she did this and she needs to do this. They speak in the third person. And that's when you're like, right, okay, I know you're there now. Because they don't know that. They'll just say, well, I'm stupid. I did this. It's all my fault, you know. But they're like, no, she did this. And sometimes their voice can change. Mm -hmm. So the tone of voice and the personality can also change. It's so interesting. That's it's, it's mega interesting. I mean, yeah. it really is. Um, what go Pulling back a wee bit, what brought you initially to it? And like, if you want to kind of talk about maybe um, maybe you're, a bit about yourself in regards to kind of what finally kind of brought you to QHHT? Yeah, well, gosh, it's been a lifetime of, yeah, just I kind of, I was born very aware 
and it was very difficult for me to be like that because no one else was so was I imagining things I didn't know what was going on Mm -hmm. I kind of um, experienced things that other people did like didn't and didn't understand about Um, I was very kind of aware that there was things around me that I could see and hear and it frightened me because I didn't understand what was going on so as a child I was very kind of psychically aware and was just freaking myself out all the time I had to kind of um, have the light on or the tv because I just really freaked out by what was going on because I didn't understand it and I used to tell people um like oh I live in a haunted house because there's so much stuff going on I really don't get it but I used to say it in a bad way like oh do you live in a haunted house you know I just said it like it was this thing it was this house that was haunted and anyone that lives in this house can experience it but it wasn't we were just really sensitive me and my family to what was going on in the house that we lived in for example and it was a very active house Um, So we lived in this detached house and we can hear things, we could see things. And it was basically really, really unnerving because there was this um, figure in the hallway um, just outside the bathroom, outside my bedroom door. And it just felt like I had this face pressing into me all the time when I was in my bedroom. And when I was with other people, they could feel it as well. And it was really kind of intimidating and powerful. And when my mum was in the shower, she would think my dad was at home because someone was speaking to her, but there wasn't anyone there. So it was just very, very freaky. We'd hear voices all the time. We'd hear whistling in the kitchen. We had this metal banister up the stairway. And it was like people going up with sticks, like up and down the stairs. Just really, really scary. I was a teenager at this point. And then I was cooking breakfast one day. And then I saw from the corner of my eye, a figure walk through the door into the living room and it freaked me out it looked like like a monk's cloak or something and I was like this is so scary and um I told my mum about it and I said there's this figure that I just saw and she says oh it's all right you know it just sits on the edge of my bed all the time I was like what (laughs) I was like what is going on this is so freaky I don't like it but it was really in your face and then one day something really peculiar happened my sister got a phone call from a psychic and she said that spirit had been bugging her to call us. They gave her our telephone number to call us to tell us why we're ignoring them. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And they're like, you should be out learning about this because they're bugging you because they want you to go out and learn. Mm -hmm. So of course I took the fear and I was like, oh my gosh, I am so scared. I don't want to do this. I don't like this feeling. How am I supposed to live a normal life if they're in your face all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of put it on the back burner. And then, um, you know, it got into my early 20s and I was watching like most haunted and stuff like that. And I was thinking, oh, this is really cool. You know, I could do things like that. This would be really interesting to get back into. And I was telling a friend about it and she encouraged me. And she said she should go out and learn about these gifts that you have. And I was like, okay. And um, she got me to speak to another psychic lady. And I went around her house and she taught me about the crystals and everything. And then she says, look out the window. The world that you see out there right now has not been like that for a very long time. So it kind of like opened my mind to, okay, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. So then I went to kind of spiritual church and learn about my abilities that way. 
and I was connecting with my spirit guide, learning all about him and seeing what I could do. I could do automatic writing, I could use a pendulum, that kind of thing. But still, again, I was never taking it seriously. I was kind of like party tricks, look what I can do. You know, I can swing this pendulum round and around. Isn't this really cool? But I never really took it seriously and stepped into my power until it got to about 2020, really, when I was like, right, okay, I've got time now to go and have a look and see what it's like to be a medium. Mm -hmm. And when I saw people in spiritual churches and stuff, they'd take my hands and they'd say two different people from two different places said, you're a writer. And I was like, okay. And they said, your words are going to help to change the world. And I was like, wow. And she's like, I'm going to have to write down your name because this is really interesting. I'd love to read your book once it comes out. And I was like, okay. And I had no idea what it would be. I just thought it was just these film ideas and stuff that had come into my mind. And then basically I thought, oh, it's all cool, you know, whatever. And so 2020, I was learning to be a medium. But then I had a thought and I was wondering if I was supposed to be a medium, and I was supposed to connect with people who had passed over, then what if they had reincarnated into another life? Then how am I supposed to communicate with their past loved one? And this just kind of thought of reincarnation came into my mind and I thought, I don't think mediumship is my thing. I don't think this is something that I can do. I've got so many different questions here. And um, yeah, so from then on, I kind of thought, okay we'll go in a different direction here so I started to learn about other things but then one day I was in my bedroom and then I always saw orbs and lights like energy I always saw it and this beautiful like thousands of orbs appeared in my bedroom and then through the light there was this rainbow light that shone through and I thought wow that is so beautiful I'll get it on my camera you know, take a video of it and show everyone just how amazing this is because there was thousands of orbs around. And when I actually took a video of it, these faces appeared, like these kind of alien faces, like, you know, the green faces with the big eyes and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I had it on camera, like as proof, as evidence of all these different faces that came through. And they were all kind of like symbols. And I remember posting the next day on this um, Galactic Federation website, um, Facebook page or something and I was like oh my gosh look at this this is incredible you can see the nostrils you can see the eyes you can see the chin you can see everything so defined this is incredible you know and I was like wow this is so cool and people were saying that the symbols that I was seeing was um crop circles and stuff that had been in Yorkshire at the same time in the same week or something and I was like wow this is incredible and then I was thinking wait a minute what is this all about um, obviously it's light beings, it's beings traveling through light. This is absolutely incredible. And then um, that's how I found Dolores was Googling, what is a light being? You know, what is an alien and this kind of stuff? And that's how I came across Dolores Cannon. And I was learning all about like star seeds and kind of like aliens and different kind of beings and different um, like dimensions and that kind of stuff. And then I came across QHHC and I went, wait a minute, this is really, really fascinating here. And then I thought I'd really love a session because I would love to know where I came from. Like maybe they're kind of like a galactic family or something like that that's come through now that I'm ready. And, and then I thought, wait a minute, this is just amazing because they're kind of pushing me into this direction. I should take notice. And I said to them, I said, um, 
give me the biggest sign you can that you think I should do this. And I remember I was walking down the road to work and I looked on the floor and I'd never seen this before, that there was a square and it had SC on it, like as in subconscious, the SC. And I was like, wow, okay, this is what I should be doing then. So yeah, it's just been incredible, incredible journey. And I think as well, because most of my sessions that come through are kind of people that are going through their spiritual awakening. And um, it's all about kind of raising the consciousness of earth and helping humanity to evolve. And the best way to do that is to connect with your higher self which is brilliant because all these people come to me and they're like, you know, all this stuff is happening to me and I really don't understand it. And I don't know who to ask because I don't know where to go about this. And so many people have these amazing abilities and they're just like, I don't know where this comes from. What can I do? You know, and this is a way to dial in to be able to get all the answers for them. Yeah. So not only if it's people that are just starting their journey, their spiritual journey now, but also I've been getting some incredible information about ancient civilizations and experiencing people's past lives in ancient Egypt and Atlantis. And I feel like through this past life regression work, we're going to get answers for lots of different things about how the world really is and everything that's out there and all the help that we get from kind of our non-physical team as well. And it's just having all the answers and getting all the answers for everyone. And it's just absolutely incredible because I did a session myself where I got regressed and I was in ancient Egypt and I was kind of this important person that kind of activated this stargate inside the pyramids. And it was all done through different frequencies and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. And when I went further through my session, I found out that I had the ear of the Pharaoh and I was kind of like working with lots of different generations of pharaohs as their advisor to make sure that they were doing the right thing on earth but having this connection being this key to kind of like open up this other dimension for these beings to come through to help us on earth at that time. And it's just incredible because I went from helping the pharaohs to helping the women to do the mystery school teaching and everything to now having past lives as kind of witches and getting persecuted then at the stake for being able to tell my truth and now I'm here one-to-one -to, -one to help people to be able to activate their abilities and my friend who I did a session for um probably like one of the first ones I tried out she had no psychic abilities whatsoever but through the session it activated channeling inside of her and now she's a channeler and she channels lots of different kind of um, collectives and everything that's amazing. And she can connect with people and get all the answers and help them with their life. And they says that I've got like, I'm like the master of keys and can unlock kind of things in people. So it's just mm. absolutely amazing and incredible and just such a wonderful journey to be on, you know. And then I get help with the subconscious. We've been able to help heal people which is absolutely a miracle that they could do that do, do you do you find that um do, do people remember the sessions themselves when they go through Everyone. it or no. do they need to listen to the recording to remember it or do they do that there's a person or a third person um remember the, yeah, so the dialogue at the session we record the session 
so you've got everything on there mm-hmm. and there's different people there's some people that actually are that character at that time you know their voice changes into that person like a female's voice will change into a male's voice mm-hmm. which is absolutely incredible and some people just go straight into the character they are that person at that time and I've had some incredible people that I've talked to that has just been absolutely amazing and then, of course, they are that other person at that time. So when they wake up, they do not remember anything. And I think they've only been under for about two, um, half an hour or something, but it's been two hours. Mm-hmm. And then if you've got, apparently, if you've got kind of like a higher consciousness, then you can remember everything because you can be here and then you can be there at the same time as well. So you're aware of everything that's going on in the room, but also you're just seeing this kind of like movie that's just opening up in your mind and this life that you're living there. And then you're remembering every single moment, that every single detail, every single color, like everything, you know, as if you just watched a film five minutes ago, it's just absolutely incredible. There's some people that dip in and out and remember certain things and everyone's different. I suppose it's all kind of their belief system and also kind of how much work they've done on themselves. But I think the biggest thing, the kind of theme that comes out of everyone through these sessions is you always have the answers and to find it you must go within yourself so what Cass, what are the the most the best moments like seems like you're really passionate about it so you tell me some of the the moments are just like wow yes oh my gosh so um one of um the people who i've had my session with told me about the life of nefertiti which was absolutely incredible and Basically, oh, it's just amazing because she told me about everything that happened during um, her time in Egypt and how she didn't want to marry her husband and she was kind of sad about that and where she came from because there's kind of lots of information that has been kept about Nefertiti that we haven't been told about. No one really knows much about her. She just appeared (laughs) one day. And then we've got this amazing story of where she actually came from which is absolutely beautiful and amazing. And um, she was here for this specific reason um, because it's not said that she's had daughters, but they never mentioned this son, which was quite incredible. And um, we've kind of unearthed a bit of information that we don't think the history books know about. And it's really interesting. And so the Nefertiti one was very, very, very exciting and very cool. And another one that I had recently was about the Guardian of Atlantis. And that was absolutely amazing. Um, he was a guardian who, he it's the session started, he was on the side of a volcano and he was wearing this armor. And I was like, where do you live? And he says, in this cave. And I was like, okay, go through the cave and tell me what it looks like inside. And he says, there's some healing pods and it's like a chrysalis. And this is how we heal people through this chrysalis healing pod, kind of like a med bed. And he's like, it uses crystal and um, crystal liquid to be able to completely heal a body within three days. And he was telling me all about it. And I says, why is it in a volcano? And he says, because we're hiding it. And I was like, okay, this is really interesting. So where do you come from? He says, oh, I come from this island. And these people, um, we have this technology and we work with the crystals and everything. And I was like, what's it called? And he said, Atlantis. And I was like, wow, okay, this is really good. And he said, he's the guardian of the crystals and he's got to keep it safe because 
the frequency that Atlantis was on at that time projectors out out of the earth and other kind of beings from other places kind of realized this energy that was going on and thought we want this technology for ourselves you know we don't want the people to be able to heal themselves like this because they've got too much power and control so these people came to earth and he called them the snake people which is quite interesting and um, they didn't want us to have this technology they wanted to take the technology away they wanted to and kind of like keep the weak people for working with them as slaves, but then they wanted to kind of kill the stronger people because they didn't want to be taken over, you know, they wanted to rule over them. And it was quite interesting. And they moved and hid these pods within this mountain so that if they came, it was a very kind of um, treacherous place and they wouldn't look there. And um, basically the gardens were there to protect the crystals and the healing pods and it was just absolutely incredible it seemed like a sci-fi movie or something like that it was just like a movie it was just absolutely amazing from start to finish of this man's life as a guardian of these crystals and this technology and they wanted to keep it safe and it was just absolutely wonderful when people um, hear sorry on you go you finished it or yes yeah Aye. so there was what i kind of found i did find interesting well, well if, if first off, if people heard these stories, they would probably think it was some kind of sci-fi novel and things like that, or kind of made up or whatever. But when you get, when you look into like the the, the QHHT and Dolores Cannon, there was, as you know, there, there was um, lots of stories from Atlantis, yeah. and there was correlation between different people. So different people regressed and saying the same things, or or describing the same technology, or describing the same type of places, or sometimes it, maybe it was different at times, things like that. I mean, but there's a lot of different correlation through um, different people who didn't know each other. Yeah. Relaying the same technology that was used in past civilizations and things like that. So I, I kind of really found it interesting. But for me as well, it, it links into so much, because it links into... Because where I've kind of came from, as in like what I've kind of looked into or researched through the years, is is just like experience of stuff and as I say, things like into the Monroe Institute and and all that kind of stuff. And it it totally just links into place everything. I mean, when you you look through it, it's just like it's like another kind of add on to it. It just like it links to everything. You know what I mean? It's it's a. It's, it's, it's and I honestly think this is how we're gonna unearth all this information that we've never been told about you know I feel like this is gonna answer a lot of questions and come out with a lot of truths people for to help us really to understand what's happened and what's out there you know it's just amazing yeah there's, there's been so much hidden or, or whatever but that's the thing I think me and Mark can talk about that like the you everything now with disclosure talking about actually for the um, maybe ET or extra dimensional kind of side of things, or even linked into life after death, as as you know with this. But it's it's um, we always going to discuss like if you want to the place to try and find out the answers is going to be within. It's not going to be it's not going to be um, disclosed by somebody. You know what no, I mean? It's, it's going to maybe, maybe some of it disclosed, yeah. but I mean it's like you need to go out within to find out actually what's went on or what's going on or what's it's going to go on. People's disclosure, you know. I mean, they're all coming to us now. You just got a higher frequency to be able to see the truth, and you can see them as well. 
because I always thought, you know, with people, well, I call them people, but beings from other places, other dimensions or other planets, however you want to put it, I always thought they physically had to be in a UFO or something and fly over light years to come and see us. But they show themselves through the light and they can manifest and show their faces and everything. And it's just wonderful. And more people now who are kind of higher in their vibrations and there's lots of different ways to do that you can see them, you know, you really can, but you have to work on yourself first. Mm -hmm. You've kind of got to get out of the ego and you've got to come within yourself, you know, pure thoughts and like come from the heart space and that kind of thing. And your frequency will higher and you'll be attracted to see and you'll be able to move into this frequency where you'll be able to see other dimensional beings. It's just wonderful. So what's it like? What's Could you tell me what it's like to... When you're at that high frequency, what do yeah. what do you sense in people? What what do they seem to be like? Yeah, it's just basically um just being the best version of yourself that you can be, um, thinking positively and not negatively. And you know, if you're gonna project that kind of lifestyle, then things, good things will happen to you. And what's incredible is when I had my session and my SC spoke to me. It explained that when you go into a forest, you can get lost in the forest, but many people tie ribbons to a tree or a twig or something to find their way through the forests. And if you imagine the ribbons being different timelines, you know, it's like maybe I took that timeline of trauma or abuse in my life and I followed it and I followed it because I trusted that things would change and I kept unraveling this ribbon, but nothing ever happened. But you have, you know, you have the choice to change, to go on a different route, on a different ribbon, follow it. You know, it's just like, what will, what will happen now? You know, if I change my life in this way, if I kind of let go of everything that's ever happened and just forgive and forget and move forward, then what's down the road this way? You know, it's just kind of like, what will come to you is based on your frequency level. Because if you always think, oh gosh, I'm the victim. Why does everything happen to me? You know, why is my life so horrible? Then bad things will kind of continue on because you haven't learned that lesson. You just kind of go round and around and around. But if you step out of it and then go on a higher perspective and think, why did this happen in the first place? What can I do? What what is actually that other person thinking about and what's their perspective? It changes everything. And once you know, and once you have that key to that life of nothing really does matter in the end, we are just here to learn our lessons. And once we learn it, then we can move forward and then wonderful things could happen for us. You, you find that when people are coming to you for um, sessions, it's, it's potentially like a turning point in their life where they've, yeah. they've came to a point where they need more answers and, and this is yeah. maybe the kind of avenue they went for um, yeah absolutely because people are like I'm so lost with my life I don't know what I should do I don't know what my purpose is I'm just so depressed and I hate everything and everything's wrong with me and I just don't know what to do I've done all the self-help books I've done this I've done that you know I'm just nothing's happening for me what can I do and then to have that connection with their higher self to actually get an answer and I think most of my clients say to me to hear it from your own voice rather than someone else's voice is so powerful you know to hear it from their own mouth their own voice it kind of connects to them that way mm -hmm. there's a um element of counselling and a lot of it actually talks about trying to be able to find the answers within yourself 
yeah. would you say that what you're trying to do is maybe take up a notch? So instead of it coming from maybe your unconscious, you're coming from maybe a higher self. Would you think that's maybe a a, a stronger analogy? So yeah. instead of looking maybe at the first level of the iceberg, you would be looking at maybe the tenth level of the iceberg. Is that do you think that's where quantum healing really is? It's it's uh, it's going beyond like maybe the say the the, the things like Freud, for example, and looking at a more deeper spiritual level. Absolutely. I mean, um, the subconscious, how Dolores kind of explained it, was actually like the high one of the highest dimensions um, of information. It's like just below source. You know, it's this beautiful, unconditional love frequency that you tap into, which is the oversoul. You know, it's the access to all information on the highest level that is non-judgmental. I mean, if we're going to ask someone kind of on a human level, their ego can kick in, you know, the left side of their brain can kick in and say, well, this is what I think it is because this is how it is, you know, but it's just that unconditional state of frequency of the highest level of the answers that we tap into. It's just on a different level completely, the highest of high really. And that's what the subconscious is. It's kind of this collective information that you're plugged into. And that's why they said it's so important to connect with your higher self, because they said, for example, um, in one session, they said, if you get a mobile phone and you don't plug it in, it will never be connected, would it? You literally have to plug it in for it to be able to work. And that's how they say how us humans should be, is we should be always connected and we should ground ourselves and we should also connect ourselves on the mm -hmm. higher realms. When you go back to me. Uh, no, I was just what I was wondering about is Chris will, will know uh, this this area of thought. It's a thing called a download. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, is that what it's like? So it's yeah. like uh, I've, I think I think I've heard something like that where it's like you're in a state where you can almost like access any bit of information. It just seems yes. to come, and where I I find that's really fascinating is that it seems to be a lot of artists or musicians mm -hmm. seem to be able to tap into that. Yeah. and they'll do wonderful bits of music or art. Do you think that with quant uh, quantum healing therapies, you're able to allow this uh, this having this ability to, to everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Because once you know to connect to your higher self, then all this information will just come through for you. Because I always received downloads, even before I started QHHT, I had this amazing information because I used to study like film and theatre and that kind of thing. I wanted to write films and, you know, or TV programmes or something. And I had this amazing information come through about the future of Earth and like kind of like when people lived on like space stations and that kind of thing. And they're all through clone bodies and they would reincarnate instantly from one body to another through the soul, you know, just consciousness going into another body when it was kind of ill. And I'm like, where am I getting all this information from? Mm -hmm. Because I was tapping into something and people can receive downloads of information and guidance to help them on their normal days. And I asked about it and I said, okay, so you've got your intuition, you've got a feeling, who is that? And that's your higher self. And then you have all the downloads of information. Where is that coming from? And that's like your guide, your helpers to be able to give you information to be able to get through um, your human life existence, really. 
That's brilliant. But anyone can receive downloads. It's just tapping in and being true and kind of like living on that frequency, that higher frequency, so you can be able to connect in that way. So you don't have any kind of like um, overthinking or ego stepping in and taking over. You're just literally clearing your mind and allowing the information to come through. How how long did the your uh, initial training take? You said obviously at the start yeah. when you you looked at um, you got a session yourself. Uh, did you go for more than one session, or and then yeah. from that did you decide to want to practice being a practitioner? And, and so you want to can you go for there? Well, I kind of just jumped into it. I was like, this is so amazing because I was watching all Dolores's um, YouTube videos and then I was reading the books and then I ran out and I was like, oh my gosh, I need more. So then I did the course and I was just absolutely so fascinated with it. I just sped through it and I did level one and level two just straight after each other. And when I was doing my level one, I was kind of like, oh, you can um, go on the website and there's a list of practitioners. And when you're an intern, you have to do an amount of sessions for people to make sure that you're doing it right and you're doing it, you've got evidence that you're doing it in the right way because you have to write reports and that kind of thing for the first few people that you see. Mm -hmm. And I was looking through the list of practitioners, like, oh, I'd really love one. So I actually just jumped in and started learning about it before I even had my session myself. I just believed that it was true and it was just absolutely fascinating. And I just got hooked because like listening to Dolores she's mesmerizing she's amazing you know you're just so wonderful to listen to her and you know everything that she's talking about is just so incredible and I just got hooked and I thought wow I love this and I just spread right through it and I got through it really quickly so yeah it didn't really I think it I thought it would take like over a year or something but it really wasn't I just really really got into it and just went and just did it straight away I think initially when when I heard about um, QHHT, as I say, I'd heard it in a few podcasts. Um, it was probably in about twenty twenty, and um, when about that kind of time. And but what I, I never looked at it. But it was only until recently I actually got a few of the uh, Dolores Cannon books, and then I was starting to research a bit more on it. Um, but I was astounded how I actually missed it and hadn't came across it before because I've been into like you know the paranormal and more kind of like experience type thing and everything to do with that so it was um, for for years and I never really came across it and um, I, I suppose probably it was maybe just some certain niches that I was looking at and maybe not looking at that but the interest in that I fight like when I, when I, what I found when I was reading through her books or I, I, I was cheating I was, I was listening to her books I wasn't reading them so um, I do a bit of driving so it's good to listen to books and stuff like that but the thing that it did come apart, as I said, it, it linked into quite a lot of other stuff. As I said, like the Robert Monroe material about him and astral travel, and it linked so much into that. It linked into so much esoteric material. It also linked into even stuff with day where you're you're hearing, for example, um, with the whole disclosure um, in process going through with people like Jim Semivan and Chris Bledsoe, who was an experiencer, and they were talking about... Um, the visitations he's he had, and and then some of the stories were getting re relayed for that, and it was some of the same type of stories that Dolores Cannon was bringing out to people back in the early eighties or like uh, late seventies and stuff. And it's like it's, some of this stuff just come to forefront now with some of these other people who are kind of push try to push some of the stuff forward um, within like the disclosure thing. So it's 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 so interesting. You know, what I mean, it does it really is. And it's amazing how many people actually have encounters. 
it's just wonderful. I mean, people are just saying like, um, for example, there's one that's actually a practitioner. She was telling me that um, one day she woke up and she looked at her daughter's crib and she could see a figure standing next to it. Mm-hmm. And it was like wearing this like cloak of stars and that kind of thing. And she says that her daughter talks in her sleep in this other language that she's never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it happens in everyone's like day-to-day lives and that kind of thing. It's wonderful. And especially in Scotland, there's like so many sightings and stuff in the sky and people are seeing them like over Pentlands and stuff like that. And it's just really coming into people's everyday lives now. It's just brilliant. And it's so exciting. It's like, finally, it's happening. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the thing with the, the day-to-day sightings on that, it, it's so easy for people to have a quick glimpse of something and quickly ra- rationalise it yeah. and walk on oh, and forget it. about it. I mean, we've all done it. And, I mean, yeah. I've done it. And it, it wasn't until I started actually going back and, and and thrown out some of the rationalizations that I did. You know what I mean? I can remember there was there was a thing that happened, like it was more recent when um I told Mark this one before, just quickly kind of touching it just for an example, but where it was like a a, a black shadow. I, I kinda of got up really, really quickly to go to the kitchen. There was something standing in front of me. Like a like a it was a kind of black shadow. I wouldn't say it was a shadow being or anything. I'm just it's just like there's something there. Right, and it was blocking out the the light and the kitchen. I could see the outline yet, and it was you're talking a split second, and it disappeared. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't even walk past, and I one side of my brain was saying, um, it's just a trick of the light as you can't go up, and another and, and another another side of my brain says, I caught you there. Yeah, that and it was like, and that's that is what I said in my head at that time, yeah. right, and um. And it was like a kind of, I never really, I never told anybody at the time. I never told my wife, so I was like freaking out. And then like, ah, and it wasn't until recently. It was like, it was into doing the podcast. And I, I talked about some of the things as well. And that, it was, th- it was things like that, mm-hmm. that you could easily forget about. Yeah. And um, and no mention again. But that there, like that in my head, that's that was a, a good kind of example of, kind of how people have rationalised it. Even on that time, I had one side of my brain saying, I caught you there. And yeah. the other side saying, it's just a trick of the light. Did yeah, you get a feeling on. with it at all? Did you um, feel? I was, it, it was funny. It was in, I was I was just watching TV and I've got like a, a kind of um, open plan um, L-shape kind of living room, dining room, kitchen. And um, I was watching TV sitting, there's a tea, and behind me is a big opening and there's a wee bit of wall just here behind me. It's not here, it's, it's in the house. And um I kind of forgot to do something. It was either like turn the tumble dryer off or turn the cooker off or something. And it was like, without thinking, I just grabbed the wall and I spun around, spun myself off the couch and into the into the kind of dining room stroke kitchen. And as I did that, there was something standing in front, like just it was just black and it, it blocked to the light of the kitchen. But I could see either side of it, but just for a split second. And um it was and I and I just kept I stopped. I stopped for like a few seconds and I just kept walking and it was like it was just a trick of your eyes getting up and then it was that other kind of thing in my head saying, I caught you there. Yeah. And it was, but the thing is, at the same time, I mean, around about the same time or a wee bit before that, like my son kept saying he he, he had seen, he, he was petrified, didn't he sleep with his, um, didn't he sleep with his light off? But he's he was saying he'd seen like um, black things kind of moving inside his eyes. I had people say like about like things, the, the scene, whatever, and he'd also say they seen 
one time the series seemed like a, an octopus type black thing at the end of the at the end of the hall. So don't get me wrong, the house I stay in is I mean, it's quite a it's quite a the feeling of it, it's quite a good house. You know, I mean I've never had I've never had any kind um thing in it at all, apart from that one thing I seen and then like the my son saying that. But I, I'd said to him, he's basically he leaves his light on, he's across the room for us, but he still he still leaves his light on at night. But what made it better for him? And um, he drew he drew me what it was this this thing that was coming to his room, and um, and the thing actually was coming to his room as well. It was it was white, right? I've not told anybody this one. I don't think I might, I might have told Mark, and he and he drew it, and I had long hands and stuff. And I said, and I said to him, I said like, you know, I, I, I wasn't wanting to scare him in any sense or can he go or tell him, but I knew it was bothering them. And I said, look, it's it's probably just a dream. I said, but do you know you can control your dreams and you can tell it to leave you alone. And um, and ever since that, it's no bothered them. Yeah. But that was for a while with him. Um, where you know what I mean. But he's um, I don't know. It was it was one of the ones where I, I kind of like wasn't want to go and dwell on it too much to to give him any more fear. But at the same time, kind of keeping an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it's it's a funny one. I know going back to when I was younger. I mean, I'm not like keep talking about any kind of things about myself. But I mean, when I was younger. I used to talk about um, seeing something in my bed at the end of my bed, or um, when I was really small, and it used to totally scare my mum and my family and stuff. And I used to, and it was not a bad way. I used to talk to it. It was yeah. a, it was a, a tall person. Um, I, I, I used to say I, I, the description I got told. I think it was. I used to say it was like a a tall man in a, in a suit and a, in a bonnet. Yeah. I mean. Um, and I think my mum chalked up to being like my granddad or something like that. But I don't know. I'd always like to find out where that was. But they, they said I'd seen it quite a lot. And I describe it. It was standing there, or it would be in my room, or it'd be there and there. And um, so it was always having that kind of thing in the back of your head about like the weeing as well. But um, hopefully, he's kind of a bit better weight now. But I think it was just initial with him. Whatever it is, as I said, this house it, it feels quite a. A good place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think people always say that it's like a bad thing. It's just your perspective of it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I used to be really scared and have. I always have to have like the TV or the light on. Mm-hmm. And I actually lived in Randolph, and um, I was a teenager, and I was living there, and it was just somewhere I lived. I didn't really know much about the UFO or anything like that. Mm. But we had a lot of activity when we lived in that house. It was mad. And I was really freaked out all the time. It was just such a scary cat because it always happened. And you'd hear like this banging from the kitchen and then it would move into the living room and then it would go into the hallway and then it would go to your bedroom door and it would be like bang, 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 bang. You're like, oh my gosh. You're like, I'm going to have to put the TV on now. I'm just like, my mum used to come and open the door and she'd be like, turn that TV off. And you'll be like, yeah, but it's good. I like the light in here. And I remember um, I had one of like one of the worst days in my life at that time when I was in bed and I just spoke up um, with a boyfriend or something like that. And I was just really, really upset. And I was in Rendlesham and I felt like four figures or four to six figures, dark figures at the side of my bed here and over me. And I was absolutely terrified because I got the feeling like the frequency changes and I can feel it. So I was like really, really scared. And I put like my duvet over my head and I was like, oh my gosh, go away, go away. And then looking at it now from a different perspective, I'm like, they were there for me. 
-hmm. you know they were there for me when I was feeling at that point really low and they were being there for me and they were making themselves known and I thought that was just absolutely incredible so yeah they could be these dark figures that kind of like feel scary but it's just because we don't realize because it's a different frequency to us you know we kind of feel like well this is a bit weird here you know but they're actually just, you know, looking out for you, which is brilliant. That, that's the first thing that people do. I mean, they, they do kind of go through a sense of fear because it's just a, the unknown. But that, that happens to quite a lot of experiences um, through the kind of abduction field where they start off with that they've got that um, extreme fear of maybe some type of event that they've seen or experienced. And then we maybe going through regression or maybe even with more experiences they, they have a better understanding of it and a better understanding of um, where, they, where they are or what they've done and that that was one quite interesting thing come back to again we are linking it to different things where you had stories of experiences where within Dolores Cannon for example gone right back into the, the, the early 80s and stuff and, and right through and right up to again when she was doing it still present day and uh, you probably found something yourself mm-hmm. is where People were talking about things like soul contracts and and, and coming into coming for somewhere else to to be here to to help like the human race and 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 things like that and that was experiences were saying that as well at the at, like, we're finding out more about their experiences not even Dolores Cannon just talking about like um, abduction experiences who were maybe linked into that and we're just maybe kind of with more experience they found that out and then as well when you look at the whole kind of Robert Monroe aspect to it when they were going, um, for example, astral traveling and finding out about his higher self and then kind of going back and and it was like he found all that aspect out as well, um, which totally linked into everything. You know what I mean? The same and it was like life after death and the whole kind of gambit of everything. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a, a absolute. Um, Maze, no, I wouldn't say maze, but it's just that it's, it's, it just grows arms and legs. You know what I mean, yeah. the more you can <laughs> look into it, it's like it's you think you've found something and there's something else just there, and you're like, God, yeah. I've got time to actually look at this. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I know, and it's that's the thing as well. They say it's like it's such a distraction, you know, just all this stuff going on, and you know, it's just like you need to focus, and but you get distracted with, with so much going on that you just think, oh my gosh, it's fascinating, I need to learn about this. And then you find something else and you're like, oh gosh, I'm never going to give this up. <laughs> so, Martin, so sorry on you go, Mark. I was just wondering, uh, just before we start, there's a lot of uh, things from my own life that I, I see, like the, the orbs, for example, and the experiences, so I can definitely relate. But what I was really interested in, you were saying about starsies, for example, and people yeah. coming in to help. Mm-hmm. Have you can you tell us a bit more about uh, people that you've had that have said that and what their what their experiences are? Oh, it's incredible. You know, we have explored different planets and stuff like that through sessions and different lives and you know, different kind of like you're like, whoa, I'm kind of made out of jelly. <laughs> you know, it's like different textures and that kind of thing. And it's wonderful because like I've had some sessions as well where people have been kind of like observers. And it's really interesting because I've had a few clients now, probably about three of them, who've said the same thing, who kind of like go to different places for a snapshot mm-hmm. to gather information. And then they take it back to kind of like this this kind of glowing orb in space and that kind of stuff. Um, and I says, where does all this information go? And they say the Akashic records and their observers. And these observers that had like kind of like a five second, like, 
flashpoint over here and there and everywhere in different kind of um, time periods and that, and that kind of stuff, they don't ever kind of interfere with any of the people in that lifetime. They're just there for a split second to get a snapshot. And then they gather all this information somewhere else. And those observers now are living this life in humanity to be here at this time to kind of be a bigger part of it to be able to get information because it's like when I lived in Rendlesham I was very sure I received a download just when I was brushing my teeth one day that I lived right opposite the base and we were kind of like switched off at that time my mum and dad saw a lot of lights and that kind of thing and obviously we had a lot of experiences but I had a download of information that maybe we were there to kind of like subconsciously keep an eye of what's going on with the bases around the area to be able to feed that information somewhere else. So like you're planted somewhere to be able to kind of like receive information and transfer it on. And there's so many people that have had kind of like this observer life where they've been this energy or this light. And yeah. I guess that's what we see sometimes as orbs are these lights you know, these observer lights and it's there just flashing and they're gone. So it's absolutely incredible. But yeah, I mean, so many people are from different places because like we've been around for so long, we've experienced life in so many different places. It's been absolutely incredible. And I think now people are kind of like waking up and thinking, right, okay, maybe I'm not just my human body. Maybe I am something else and it's just wonderful. And they have all these talents and gifts that they've brought forth in this life to be able to help as well, like in invention or healing or something like that. And they've got this kind of otherworldly experience that they could bring to earth right now to help. But then they're the ones that are stuck in their job thinking, and I don't think I'm doing the right thing. Why do I always change jobs? I never feel like I'm enjoying life and you know what's going on because they're not doing what they should be doing. And that's what's great about QHHD because they come to people and they say, what is my life purpose and then you spell it out for them and it's brilliant because then it's like a fast track and it's like right okay I'm here on earth right now to do this I'm going to do it and it's like me finding out as well when I had my session that I should be helping people in this way to kind of activate and to kind of like give them guidance on the step that they have next because it's such a great big huge thing that we all have parts to play right now to help because we can't keep spinning around in the same cycle because humanity is never going to evolve. And this is a time where we can step forward and we can make those changes for the good of the earth. Could you describe it in regards to a session? So yeah. um, how does it work? If there was like maybe um, even ourselves or if there was like um, some listeners out there that wanted to go for a session, um, how does it work? What do they... Where does it take place and how long does it kind of go on for and yeah. things like that? Yeah, so um, basically you go onto the QHHT official website and you see what practitioner is close to you or what practitioner you feel is right for you and then you contact them and then you get to think of some questions. So maybe about 10 to 15 questions about things that you'd like to know in your life and then you can bring them along to you for the session. And then, like I said, it's um, you have all those stages, those three stages of the interview stage to find out all about the person's lifetime. And that could be around two to three hours. But I found the longer the interview, the better the session, because you just get all that emotion. And most of the healing is done through the interview, because all you have to do is understand the message that's been sent to you. 
to be able to stop everything and think, right, okay, I'm not going to do that again. You know, so it's kind of like I received the message, I don't no longer need to do that anymore. So you've got the interview, which is kind of two to three hours. And then you have the session itself. And Dolores says it shouldn't really be over two hours because we go so deeply into the hypnosis that we as a practitioner have to make sure that you're breathing okay and your body isn't shaking because sometimes when you feel that energy that we work with you get the shakes you know it's just kind of like your body is kind of like oh this is a bit strange you know it's resonating to a different frequency so we're going to have to make sure that you're okay so when you go through the session hypnosis it can usually only be up to two hours but we will check and make sure that you're okay and then during that time, that's when we've got our secretions for the SC. And before that, that's when we do like a body scan. And we ask if there's anything out of alignment in the body. And they go through the whole body and they'll go, well, we've just found this. And I'll ask, where did that originate from? Is it something that you can heal now? Is it from this lifetime? Is it from a different lifetime? Does it serve them? Obviously, if you want them to be doing this and maybe you can take it away, it'll be a bit easier for them. So you kind of have to be debating with the SC and saying, come on, you know, you can do this. You're really powerful. You can heal it. You know, and sometimes it's like, oh, no, I think they need to learn their lesson. And you're like, oh, OK, but they understand that because when they listen to the recording, they'll understand all the answers to the questions you've given them. So can you just make it a little bit easier and kind of like lighten up this load that you put upon them? So it's kind of like this whole kind of experience for the person. And then at the end of the session, you kind of make sure that they're okay and they're grounded and they're all right and they're ready to go home. And then you send them the recording and then they get to listen to it and probably about two to three times or as many times as they need to listen to it. And then some people want to come back because they want to experience other past lives or they've got more questions, you know, so it doesn't have to be the whole session. Obviously it's a healing and we want to get all the healings done in one session. But some people are like, oh my gosh, so I had this life. Where did it take me next? You know, where did I go? What did I do? You know, what did I learn? Because there was this one client who, um, he was kind of like a creator and he went to different planets and he went to see if kind of um, everything was growing, like the plants and the people and that kind of stuff was settling into the kind of um, environment okay. And then he had these babies on a spaceship. And I was like, what are the babies for? And he says, oh, we're just helping each other. And I thought, oh, are the babies to be planted somewhere on Earth or another planet to see if they can kind of like... Um, settle there you know and we had all these questions but then you only get two hours to do the session and he was like oh my gosh I must find out everything and I want to have that experience of putting my feet on the earth for the first time and feeling that grass underneath my feet and that feeling and some people love to go to kind of like source and be in that beautiful lovely energy of just like they're like I'm home I've gone home you know it's incredible so some people want to come back and experience other things as well so it's just so wide you know it's just it could be just one session but then people are like oh my gosh like I've got the bug now I want to learn more you know so it's lots of different things really have you ever had anybody on I know Dolores um, did um, in the past but have you ever had any um, on personally where you've had a, a client come in and they've um, done a session and they've been regressed to their past life, which has maybe been more recent past life, and they've had verification of who that person is. 
Um, I have got names for people before, mm -hmm. and some of those are um, people in, well, not famous people in history, mm -hmm. but they're kind of like um, people that lived. There's a lot of people that had lives on farms in America and yeah. that kind of stuff, but I don't know if they've researched into it and Googled it to see if they could trace anything, but those period of time, I think just the men were on the registers and the women wasn't. So I don't know if they could actually find out that information. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I haven't had anything like that where it's been like, oh my gosh, this is that person from that life. Yeah. But it could happen. Definitely. Yeah, it could. There was verification uh, with Dolores um, before, wasn't there? We, yeah. We past lives and, and verifying the, pe the people and things like that as well. Oh gosh, yeah. Especially like, being able to talk to Nostradamus and things like that. It was just yeah. incredible. Yeah. It was like, wow. She'd been doing it for that long. I mean, since the yeah. 60s. So it was, a, um, yeah, a, a good stretch of time. Um, I know that yeah. I'm working with some people at the moment who've um, all got kind of like the same soul family to do with ancient Egypt and that kind of thing. Mm. And we're all going to get together and do more sessions to find out more information. And the lady that got the information from FTT, I'm going to work with her to get some more information about her life mm. and where she came from and see if we can kind of fill in the gaps. So it's all quite interesting. So I've already got people that I could work with and try and dig deeper and find out some information about. So it's really kind of interesting. So going back to what the medium said to you, you want to write that book? Yeah, gosh, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> I think as well, because it's I'm getting this amazing information about people's lives, which is fascinating. So I'm finding out about history. I'm finding out about other places, other worlds. But also the messages from the subconscious it's like the information that the subconscious gives to you is just amazing. I mean, I feel like I need to write something about the messages from the subconscious because at the end of every session, not only do we get all these answers about how people should be living their lives to be the greatest good of the best version of themselves, yeah. but I also get a message for humanity as well which I like to share and I make videos because I like to kind of like encourage people that everything's going to be okay. You know, if you just look after yourself and if you just kind of like go inwards and get all the answers that you need to be able to help yourself in that way. So the messages from the subconscious are incredible and I think it would help so many people. Definitely. So what's it like, say for the people who have gone for a, a, a healing You've seen that a lot of them have been in jobs they don't like or uh, have been stuck in a rut. I get the impression that's maybe uh, a way I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm interpreting it. Yeah. What sort of uh, what sort of changes have you seen in some of your clients? Yeah, so um, some of them actually um, haven't made the changes in time, and they've had something really bad happen to them, like um, they've manifested cancer or something because it's like they've held on to anger for too much, but then they realize, and there's so many people who didn't make those changes who actually suffered from cancer, it's incredible, you know? And there's some people that are kind of like, um, yeah, so I made these changes today and this happened. And I just feel like a whole different person. I just feel absolutely wonderful and incredible. And I took the information and I took it on and my life has changed. I feel like a different person. And this weight has been lifted and my energy feels different and I feel more balanced because I've listened and I've gone for this information and I've changed my life in this way. So it's lovely to hear that from people. It really is. Yeah. So if, if, um, so if people were... Um... 
want to get a session from you and stuff like that, where would they find you? Or would they go on the website or do they, yeah, could they contact um, yourself as well? Majority of people go to the website, the official website, but I've yeah. also got a website for myself. I've got a Facebook page and I've got YouTube where I kind of put snippets of my sessions on there yeah. and my messages for humanity as well. Well, I'll put um, all the links in the show notes as well. Um, Mark, do you want to add in there before we finish up? Very one last question. I just get the sense when you're talking about uh, life reviews that is there a similarity between this and maybe a near-death experience where people seem to go back to their soul group or to have so is there any am I on the right lines or um so yeah basically at the end of each lifetime that we go through I ask them what was the lessons in that lifetime that you experienced and what was the purpose of that life that you had so we find out that through the past life aggressions and then sometimes for example they can take you um, like past death into kind of like where you made your contracts and what lives you chose. And they showed this room and they had kind of like these, um, like these cords making a tapestry. And then there was like this kind of marble table and you got to choose which life that you wanted and what life you wanted to experience next. So some people go to those places and see it. And it's, it's amazing, honestly. But yeah, it's just like, um, you can just physically ask the question, why am I here? Why did I choose my family? You know, why did I have to have that experience and trauma? Why did I choose that? You know, and you'll get all the answers for it. It's just great. So yeah, they show it in many different ways. But yeah, so um, your contracts is kind of like, I see it as you got your shopping basket and you're going shopping and you want all these different experiences and you're popping it in, you know, and this is the life that I want to live right now. And then as well, it's quite interesting because one of my clients who had a session, you can never fake emotion during a session. And some people let out so much emotion and it's incredible. And there was this one lady I had and um, she agreed to go to work as a volunteer. And she's like, I'm going to do it. It's going to be amazing. But then she looked at Earth and she went, I don't want to go down there. It's so sad. It's so horrible. I don't want to go and she cried she's like I don't want to go you know I never thought it would be this hard and it's just amazingly incredible to witness that when you know a soul's just about to go and it's just like oh no I never knew it would be this hard it sounds sounds an interesting thing to do yeah oh it's incredible honestly if you listen to my sessions like my sessions every five seconds I'm like wow I'm just like this is so cool. <laughs> it must it must be having some good insights into that. Really, yeah. I've heard of that in so many um, different formats as well about people having like a soul contract. They come here and, and then mm -hmm. finding that they they don't want to come here because right. it's it's not a great place in regards to the, the emotions and um, the fear and anger and and just what we do to each other. I mean, mostly but us personally, but I mean humans. Um, I say to people as well, I say, okay, so think of your favourite book or your favourite film. If it was I woke up, I brushed my teeth, I washed my face, I went to work, I came home, I cooked my tea, <laughs> then you did it over and over and over and over again, that would be a very boring story. But if lots of different things happens in your life, you know, you. some people say, actually, when they see their past life regressions and stuff, and then they come out of the session, my life is actually really interesting. And I didn't actually realize that. 
they were like, wow, you know, the life that I live now is just so colourful and I never really looked at it in that way. You know, it's just they see stuff from just different perspectives and it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, listen, uh, Catherine, it's been great talking to you and uh, thanks for taking the time out to, to come on and maybe we'll get you on again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. That'd be great. Thank you. I'll put thanks all the having. links in the, the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks again. And Mark, thanks for coming on and joining as well. So I'd like to thanks say goodbye for us and we'll, we'll go for there. Oh, lovely to meet you both. Thank you.